Welcome, everybody. This is uh, Drifting on Memories. Uh, this is your host, Raul. Um, just happy to be back. A lot of movement going on, a lot of uh, conversations, and a lot of really good organizing, community organizing for lowriders. Uh, I'm so happy. I'm so pleased. I'm so grateful that we got um, Councilman Jonathan Hernandez uh, for the city of Santana. And I want to say for the city and of the city. You know, I want to say, like, you know what? This guy is just boots on the ground. This guy is in the community. This guy is like bringing really good uh, topic of discussion and really like, you know, um, uh, for the people, for the underserved population and for, you know, for our, our people. And so I'm really happy about that. Before I get to Jonathan, though, I do want to recognize also my co-host for today, which is Chris, uh, Christina Romero. And Christina, I mean, she's the same thing, you know, organizing, boots on the ground, uh, educator, uh, community organizing. She's part of the Los Angeles um, Lowrider community of organizers. Um, she's also part of the Notorious Entertainment family. Um, and she's been at it too, you know. Um, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, I had uh, Luz Rivas, Assemblywoman Luz, Luz Rivas. So that episode is out. Before that, I had some community members with uh, with uh, Lorena Quinones also, who was, uh, you know, helping me um, interview um so there's so much good momentum going on right now um jonathan man thank you so much thank you for taking time to speak with us today um and i know that uh you're a busy guy you're you you know you got a lot going on so i kind of really want to get into it i want to hear a little bit about your background but um there's been so much acknowledgement by you of our culture our heritage the pride uh, representation and voting powers. So that's that's really good stuff, man. And I think that's what we need on the forefront for for lowriders, you know. Um, but today I really wanted to focus on that, on cruising, lowriders, anti-cruising ordinate, ordinance and harassment, bro. So just give us maybe a little bit of background of you growing up with such a rich culture and, and, and showing off your tattoos right now. I mean, that's major, man. Come on. Tell us about that. Got it. Got to do it. Uh, I, so, so my, my name is Jonathan Hernandez. Um, I grew up in Santana, uh, born and raised here. And um, my mom's side of the family um, came from Guadalajara, Jalisco, to Santana and, and uh, settled here. And my dad's side of the family is called um, California Home, um, as far back as we can trace. Um, and so my dad's side of the family has deep Chicano roots. And um, my dad and my mom, course met in the city of Santana. Um, my father went to, you know, Fremont, Spurgeon, Senate High School. My, my mom went to uh, Our Lady of the Pillar, Senate High School. And so for, for me as a young boy, I was raised and was going to the same schools that my parents went to. And so I was that, that generational Chicano family in the neighborhood and all of my neighbors were as well. And when I was a kid, we were growing up and, uh, Car, classic car culture was a big part of our life. Um, my Crystal. uncle, rest, rest in peace, Salvador Prieto, Big Sal, uh, from the Uniques Car Club, um, he was uh, somebody who was commonly you know, recognized for having some of the best classics mm. in Orange County. And on many occasions, his classics won uh, contests you know, with Lowrider Magazine um, and many just different magazines across the the state of California, and my uncle, uh, Tony Lopez, upholstered the classics. Nice. And then we, the kids, we made sure to not get them dirty. 
Yeah. So, you know, we'd sit around them, we'd look at them, we'd look under the cars, we'd, you know, we'd be proud of the upholstery work that our uncle did. But we were kids and we would watch them take these shells of cars, restore them with, you know, original parts, and then we would watch my uncle, you know, upholster the vehicle. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you know, it's it's at a car show and it's winning, you know, awards and it's in magazines and it becomes part of your family's story and your legacy. Yeah. And so when I was a kid, that's how, that's what I saw um, classics as. It was mm-hmm. part of the culture and it was the strongest connection to family for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And to this day, it reminds me of my uncle who has since passed and may he rest in peace. Um, mm-hmm. But that's where my love for classics began. Yeah. It began with the family. And so for us in my family, classics was a part of the, the family tradition that, you know, we take care of them, they get passed down to your kids, and you don't sell them. Right. You know, you take care of them, and it stays part of, uh, right. you know, part of the family tradition. And I think yeah. one of the things I'm most proud of in Santana is that generational Chicano families, um, the cars and the, the car culture here is you can see a car and know a family. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's good, man. And I don't think a lot of people kind of talk like that. And you really have to be in the know to just to say a lot of the things of what you just said. You know, a lot of the things then I know, okay, this guy's legit. He's a, a low rider. He knows the culture. He knows the people. He knows the family. He knows the club. So it's it's really refreshing, man. I mean, I, and I heard this from the story that Luce spoke about that, you know, she's like, there's other politicians that came over to me like, hey, I got a low rider. You know, there's other, you know, people that she works in uh, with in Sacramento. They're like, hey, I remember my uncle had a low rider. And I mean, you being there in Southern California, Santana, Bristol, you know, it's got such a rich history right there. And for you to mention it like that, I, it's just really, really, um, you know, really, really nice to hear that, man. You know, and, and again, Thank you for representing. Thank you for understanding that. And, and I guess maybe that's uh, what what years was that when you when you were young? And so that was that was ninety two to uh, two thousand and sixteen. Okay. Um, so most of my life, uh, that was until my uncle passed. That's when the car culture for me as a kid started to change because you know then those cars became you know my cousin's cars mm-hmm. and my grandfather. You know the father of my uncle, my mom, my other uncle, um, he was the OG who got them into classics. He was the one who set the tone where he had his cars, and if you sat in that car and you got out of the car, you cleaned it after yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, so there wasn't a time where you got in the car and you got home and you just walked in. Recording no, in progress. You had, you, you had to clean that car. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I was a kid, uh, that was a big part of, of our lives, and big respect to my cousins, um, Salvador's sons, um, Adrian, Andrew, and uh, Adam, Mm -hmm. because they're making sure that this legacy continues. Mm -hmm. And so for me as a councilman, the reason why it's so important for me to touch on this history is because when the banning of cruising happened, and it happened in LA and it happened across other cities, there was a story that came out uh, through the Orange County Register and through a number of different large... um, media outlets and they were saying is Santa Ana next mm-hmm. um, Santa Ana is being looked at as the you know hub for low riding mm-hmm. in California with these other cities banning of course the city of Santana moved forward with banning low riding mm-hmm. and cruising mm-hmm. and uh, when I declared August Chicano Heritage Month last year mm-hmm. August 17th was the day I did it 
um, I was only in office at that point for less than a year. And I had gotten elected in 2020. And, and I knew that my perspective on politics was very different than most politicians. Mm -hmm. Well, for one, because I don't come from political spaces. And I say this when we lose our loved ones, whether it be to gang violence or whether it be to police violence, both of which are wrong and both of which we should call out. There's no reason why we as Chicano people should ever co-sign the murder of our people, especially if it's amongst our own people. Um, and there's no reason why we should ever justify police killing us either. Um, I bring these two things up because you can't talk about the Chicano experience without talking about the trauma and pain that our people went through. We've had civil rights for less than 60 years. And the only reason we got those civil rights is because many of our leaders were killed in the process, most notably Ruben Salazar, who lived in Santana. Um, and, and, and I learned a lot about those Chicano roots as a kid. And so the reason why my perspectives were different was because people like us were designed to be kept on the outside. Um, we were uh, designed to be funneled through prison systems. We were designed for us to kill each other. And... Um, when I decided to run for office, I had this, it shouldn't sound crazy, but it is unfortunately nowadays, but I thought if I run on truth, I get to govern on it. And so I came forward and I ran for office against a sheriff. And uh, at the time he was the mayor pro tem, the vice mayor. Mm -hmm. And uh, I ran against him. Everybody thought I didn't have a chance. Mm -hmm. And I thought, is a sheriff really going to walk my neighborhood that I'm from? Mm -hmm. Is he really going to walk the same neighborhoods that he's trying to hyper police? Right. I can't. I can walk this neighborhood because these are my neighbors, my friends, my family. These are the people that I see. When things go south, I show up. Right. When when police kill our loved ones, I'm shutting down those streets. You know, when when there's um, a, something that we need to talk about when when we're talking about gang violence, I I have those conversations, and I was having them before I became an elected. So when I became an elected, um, the neighborhood and the community, it was expected. Um, I was an underdog in my own community. Uh, you're not going to outwork us in our own backyard. Um, so when we won this election, um, I figured, okay, I'm not here to just be a politician. I'm here to make a mark and kick down the doors so that people after me can come in and be much better than I ever could have imagined. That's nice. That's good. And, and so when I got elected, I did Chicano Heritage Month, August 17th, and I figured, okay, you know, I'm going to have this be a month for us. And next year, 2021, I'm going to remove the anti-cruising ordinance, and um, I'm going to introduce a festival. And we got that done. And so now we are in the final stages of removing the anti-cruising ordinance, and uh, it's going to be historical for Santana and for Chicano people. Yeah. Um, because it sets a, it sends a message that when we empower our communities and we run for office, we put power back in the hands of the people. Yeah. And that's what I hope to see more of um, across multiple communities in this country. John, more Chicago people getting elected. What can we do, man? What can we do to jump on? Like, I'm, I'm already bought. I'm already bought. <laughs> you said I'm bought in, man. What can we do to help, you know, for next year, you're talking about... Um, abolishing the anti-cruising laws in the city of Santana. What, is there anything that we can do to kind of, you know, help out with that? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So we recently at a council meeting, um, I brought forward removing the anti-cruising ordinance, repealing it. And it had majority support from the council. It actually had support from five people. There's seven of us. And um, the good thing is because of that majority support, it moved forward, which means it now comes to a council decision. Um, and we have a council meeting in Santana, which people can participate remotely over Zoom. People can participate by calling in, or they can show up in person and participate and offer their comments in support. And on September 6th, we have a city council meeting where we will um, be looking to have this removed. And it's a process that takes, uh, that takes time because you have to have the discussion. There has to be council support. Then it has to come to a vote, and that's how we remove it. And so the good thing is we had five council members support removing it. So we have the council meeting on September 6th. I would encourage members of our community across all over California, no matter what state you're in, if you're a, if you are a supporter of low riding and, and, and classic cars, please call in, offer your support, send an email or join us in person if possible, because anti-cruising laws are discriminatory. Um, they have kept our communities separated. They have um, taken culture away from a group of people that used cars to bridge and create memories with their families, much like my family did. Yeah. And I think it's, it sends a positive message for children moving forward that our culture is not to be criminalized and our culture should be embraced for what it is. And that's all cruising is mm-hmm. because we live in Santana, a predominantly brown community, a predominantly working class community. But why is it not illegal for my neighbors in Newport or Corona Del Mar to drive a Porsche or to drive a, you know, 1970s bug and for them to cruise down PCH by the beach? But for inner city people like us in urban communities, it's illegal for us to drive our classics. And these classics are eighty to a hundred thousand dollars. And it takes a lot of work to upkeep them. It takes a lot of dedication to keep them clean. Um, But because of the way that we look, they're stigmatized when we're driving around in them. And um, that's wrong. And that's why I feel that these policies have been discriminatory because they don't exist across. There's certain communities they don't exist in. That's right. And uh, I can't help but ask why. Yeah. So as an elected official here in Santana, I, I figured we need to get this removed. Okay. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you. I don't know if Christina wanted to jump in or, or if she had something. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think I really applaud you for this is exactly what uh, political action used to be is this grassroots mm-hmm. effort, grassroots people that understand their communities that got in because they wanted to make their communities better. And we've kind of lost that along the way because of, you know, the oppression that we feel especially in our community and i mean and you're just such a great example to others out there that may be thinking about doing this you know like you said what you said if i run on truth i get to govern on truth i mean that i've never heard something better than that so you know i just think that that you're a, a great example for the community across california this effort you know addressing cruising and trying to get that you know rectified it's just one piece of the pie when it comes to our culture, you know what I mean? And 
we just really applaud you for that and anything we can do to help support that or your efforts, you know, we're there. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, thank you. We're going to be following you. We're going to be supporting you. How do we get involved more? Like, and again, you know, uh, you you mentioned something about like the sheriff. How is it? And man, it just really it brought a lot of clarity. The the attitude, the presence of the sheriff has been that like, oh, we're here to just wrangle you guys up. We're here to control you guys. We're here to you know oppress, right? And but when you're when you say like, no, man, like you know what? We have people now that can get into these positions now that and who better to represent and who better to you know to bring these these uh, subjects up to the conversation within that, that political level, man. And, and, and honestly, man, I mean, you know, OC's got that, you know, that, that vibe, that, um, you know, reputation of just, you know, cowboys and, and natives almost, man, you know? So, so the fact that you're doing that is, is just amazing. Thank you for doing that. And, and it, it's, it's now is the time really now is the time to organize. Now is the time to, you know, to uplift our, our people that are representing like this young man. So Jonathan, how do we continue to watch you? How to continue? How do we continue to get involved? How do we support our communities in, in Santana and the cruising community in Bristol? How do we do that? Thank you so much, Raul. I, I just want to say, man, there's so many, um, so many amazing things that, that people can do to support. I think the, the best thing that, that we need to do, and, and I'll share something, you know, that's personal to me is that, you know, I, before I was an elected, I always felt whether I had this position or not, this is what I was destined to do, was serve my community. Um, being elected just means I get to do it at a larger scale. But I think this is part of my responsibility because of those roots that I have. Because I know how much I would have needed people like you guys when I was a kid. And, and how many friends it would have saved had we saw people like you. Um, have we saw people like me when I was a child? So I, I, I like to think that this work is about paying homage and respect to those who fell through the cracks because their their lives are valuable too. And so a lot of my work is rooted in that. And, and for me, I think the best thing we can do is we need to uplift those voices like Christina, like Raul, um, people who are behind the wheel of these cars we need to help amplify their voices. And in Santana, when we decided to do the, the removal of the anti-cruising ordinance, um, of course, I brought it forward and I worked with a colleague of mine, Councilmember Mendoza, in getting it done. And Councilmember Mendoza um, is a Chicana and she's a veteran. And, uh, and so the reason why um, she played such a vital role is she worked with me on introducing this um, to the agenda so that we can remove the anti-cruising ordinance. So I want to say thank you to her. And um, what was really instrumental for us was I met with the car clubs in Santana. I met with the Orange County Car Club and uh, the, the Dramatics Car Club um, and a lot of different car clubs in Santana. And I heard what they had to say. And I worked with them. And I said, here's what we need. I need you guys to show up to this council meeting and I need you guys to speak on it. And it was a lot of the, for a lot of the homies who cruise, it was their first time ever going to a council meeting. It was their first time ever publicly speaking. And to see the passion behind them and the fight, you could see that fire that was in them. That's right. And you could see how it felt good 
to see them get this victory. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best thing we can do is bring those champions to the table. Let's give them the resources that they need and let's let's fight their fight. Um, and, and how you can help the work we're doing in Santana is call into our council meetings, participate remotely over Zoom, send in an email comment in support of removing the anti-cruising ordinance. And if you can be here in person, attend in person. And, and I think that's the best way for us to take care of this, this community. Awesome. Thank you, Jonathan. We have just a couple minutes one left. Thing real quick? Can I just say one thing real quick? I really agree with you, and we've been really working on increasing civic action in this community, which is not easy. And so we'd really like to your leadership and be able to work on that in the future to be able to give them this community a seat at the table, a voice at the meeting, you know, and without intimidation, without thinking that their voice doesn't matter. And so, I mean, that what you said right now is just increasing the civic action in this community, letting them think that they are a part of this process is important. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you, Jonathan. We, we got about two minutes left and we're going to send you back out there to La Lucha. We need you out there in the forefront. <laughs> Tell us just two minutes, the Chicano Heritage Festival happening um, August 27th. Thank you, Raul. So it, we are very excited. The August uh, 28th correction on that one. It's August 28th. It's on a Sunday. Um, we had the Chicano Heritage Festival. Santana was the first city in the United States to declare August Chicano Heritage Month. Um, we are paying homage to the Chicano Moratorium, That's right. the loss of Ruben Salazar, and the many um, monumental victories that Chicano people have had in the state of California and in the United States. We would not have children of color in schools if it wasn't for our community and the efforts of the Mendez versus Board of Education. Um, and so to pay homage to that, we have a festival at the end of the month, every August, um, starting this year, and with Little Willie Jean, the Midnighters, Joe Bathan, Decent Sears, Funk Freaks, Kid Frost, Lighter Shade of Brown, Doughboy wow. Tony, Bell Nine. Um, I mean, we got Senaloa, Los Dados Trios, uh, DJ Charisma hosting, amazing world-class comic George Perez hosting, DJ Droops from Out the House, um, DJ Ali Rock, DJ Lala, Dimar. I mean, the list goes on. And how much is it, Jonathan, for us to get there? How much is it? It's it's free. It's oh, free. Yeah. In Santana, we want to remove any and all barriers to families enjoying themselves in their community. This event also will feature an art installation at El Salvador Community Center. This event will feature um, social justice and community organizing history. A lot of people are unaware that Cesar Chavez used to organize at El Salvador Park. Mm. And um, this event will not only be filled with education and learning, there will be a literary arts festival featuring Isabella Quintero and many local authors. So we invite the community to come out and join us and celebrate culture and heritage. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We're going to be there. We're going to be behind you. We're going to be with our people. All right. So keep it going. Just one last thing I wanted to tell you. Thank you so much for acknowledging and honoring the native people of Southern California. I saw that, too, that um, bringing out the uh, American Indian movement of Orange County. So that really touched my heart. I'm really happy. And all the work that you're doing in the Rider community. Gracias a ti.
what's up to uh to my lowrider family and the uh, listeners of the drifting on memories podcast uh, that's going to be the end of the uh, political series the episodes um with politicians and with organizers um so we had three really great episodes um so again i want to thank uh, jonathan hernandez in the last um episode um he did get cut off at the very end so i apologize he had a very very strong message at the end there so I'm still figuring out how to work Zoom, so I apologize for that. Uh, I did want to acknowledge him and all the work he's been doing, and it was uh, really, you know, just an episode I, I, I really didn't even expect would be, you know, so great. So thanks again, Jonathan. appreciate that. Uh, acknowledge also Councilwoman uh, Nelida Mendoza, who's making a lot of uh, strong uh, uh, connections and moves and um, organizing and really a voice for our community, um, especially over in the city of Santana. So thanks again for that. Uh, Councilman member of staff, uh, Yesenia Cruz. Thank you so much, Yesenia. Um, also, you know, the other interviews I had, a California Assemblywoman Luz Rivas of the San Fernando District 39 just an awesome person, um, an awesome story. And just, you know, just a lot of, a lot of uh, gratitude for her spending some time with us. Uh, my co-host Lorraine Quinones, uh, Christina Romero, just been amazing work. Thank you for allowing me to kind of bring you in on this, uh, you know, uh, maybe political kind of spectrum is not my thing, but you guys did an amazing job and, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, more collaborations. Um, Angela Romero at Hello Stranger and all her staff and her, her organization and her place. I'm really, really grateful for that. Um, some other people that were on that were kind of uh, gave us a lot of the insight of what's been happening with the um, anti-cruising um, laws and how what we can do to uh, to, uh, you know, to someday abolish those laws, you know, someday get rid of the anti-cruising laws where we can cruise peacefully and um and continue in our culture. Um, so some of those people are um, um, Aida Casaneda of San Diego United Lowrider Coalition, Carlos Rodriguez of the Duke's Car Club, Sacramento Lowrider Coalition, um, along with uh, Olivia Fonseca and uh, Flavio Huizar uh, of the Sacramento Lowrider Commission. Uh, please continue to support these people, their movement, check out what they're doing as far as organizing, get involved, you know, this is our culture. It belongs to us. We have to do something about it. You know, we don't want other people to step in and try to do something um, for us. We need to do it. It's always been our culture. So let's do that. Um, look out for more, you know, more events with us, with uh, Drifting on Memories team. Um, thanks, everybody who came out recently to the mixer, the Drifting on Memories mixer. We'll continue to do more of those things, too. Thank you to the Fixie Studio and Steve over there and the whole crew over there for allowing us that spot. The artists that came through, Ricardo Estrada, uh, Thunder One, you know, uh, really good stuff. And everybody that helped out for that. Um, look out for a, a show coming up with Los Supremes, um, an old school kind of lowrider happening type show. That's September 24th, Los Supreme, uh, Toda Madre Car Club, um, um, Nostalgic Dreamers, and uh, New Life Car Club. So we want to just... Uh, you know, let people know about that. That's going to be happening at Whittier Narrows on the 24th. And again, thanks everybody for listening. All right. See ya.